See, I tend to think dogs are way cuter than cats. I don't see the cuteness in the cats always. I think people are I'm gonna, offended. I think people. This podcast is over. Gretchen just hung up. The call has ended. I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey, Wine and Shiners. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This one is very near and dear to my heart. And we talk about this later. We don't know why we didn't think to do this maybe like six months ago. We were crazy. We just weren't thinking straight. But Nina, being the genius that she is, remembered, (laughs) Sam crediting, (laughs) remembered that my little sister Gretchen, who is in grad school right now, is going for communications and is into social media marketing and blogging and all things that are related to what we should be doing more regularly. (laughs) Nina got the genius idea, and I agreed that Gretchen, my little sister, should be our intern. So, and she agreed. And she said yes. Which How wonderful. I actually, like, wasn't sure she was going to. I'm so glad she did. Because she's, she's busy. perfect. I know she is. She's perfect for, like, the job. She is. She's also, like, she already wrote the blog post. Like, do you know how long that would have taken me? Oh, like, my gosh. When it, when it, she was like, because I told her, I was like, oh, yeah, like, do it by Wednesday. And then, like, there it was on Wednesday. I know. I can't wait to read it. I'm so excited. Yeah. So for all of you people on our website, you will actually get to see more content coming. And a lot of it will be coming from our contributor, Gretchen, who will be taking our episodes and kind of breaking them down into something more in-depth related mm-hmm. to each topic each week. So we're really excited to have her um, doing that for us. And we're talking to her today Yay. about life transitions. So um, she has gone straight from high school to college to master's. And like all along the way, you know, when you're a student, you really don't have a sense of stability. And for her being someone like me that really likes stability and likes things to be settled, it's kind of been a learning process for her over uh, several years on how to get okay with not knowing what's coming next and set goals, but still find the balance of being mindful in the present moment. So, and what you'll find is even though, how old is Gretchen again? 23, but she's always Man, been. She does not sound like a 23 year old. Like listening to this conversation with her and having this conversation with her was so good for my soul. I was like, wow, you are so wise beyond your years. Well, I used to take her to college with me, remember? It's all you, Liz. You're the one. You've nurtured. No, I'm saying like she was acting older than her age when she like, because she, I'd take her around with like my friends and stuff that's in college. True. And I forgot all the time that she'd be like 16. She was like Dylan's age. Yeah, that's true. And she was like 16, 17. And you never would know because she's always been so mature. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so we're going to talk to her and we're really excited to be working with her. So if you see any maybe guests, social media posts or posts in the Wine and Shiners Facebook group, if you haven't joined, you definitely should go check that out. The um, Wine and Shiners on Facebook? Yes. Yeah. That group that we have mm-hmm. that I've posted in. I have not posted in a minute. I need to hop oh, on it. got to do that. Yeah. Um, maybe Gretchen could do that. Gretchen. Gretchen. <laughs> new <can you> job. <laughs> hop um, on it. So you'll see her. She's posted in there. So um, if you see some posts that maybe look like they're not coming from us. They're coming from someone very special to me and someone who's just a really awesome person. Love Gret. Also on a separate note, whenever we get feedback from our listeners, it makes us just leap for joy. Makes us so happy. Even if it's critical feedback, it's really, really helpful. We'd like to get better. So if you're interested or if you have anything to say, positive or negative, please leave us a review in iTunes. Um, We take the time to read all of them. There's not that yeah. many there yet. So no, but it's I get, not really a challenge. Nina checks them regularly and then screenshots them and sends them over to me. Yeah. So. Cody, now um, he gets a notification if we get a new review and he emails them over to us. That's really professional. So we, yeah, we're in the system. Ooh. But no, if you really have anything to tell us, uh, send us a review. It makes us happy and we would love to read it. Yeah. And don't forget to, you know, if you're enjoying the podcast, subscribe if you haven't already and tell a friend or a family yeah. member that you think 
would really like listening, you know, just let them know about us. We've also had quite a few people um, request guests and we try and honor that. So mm-hmm. if you are really thinking about somebody you would love to hear on the podcast, send us a message on Instagram and we would be more than happy to check them out and contact them. Yeah. So without further ado, let's get into the episode with Gretchen. All right. I would like to welcome to the podcast our intern, Gretchen. How are you doing? <laughs> Hello. I'm doing great. So excited so to have to you here. on. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen you in forever. It's been less oh, yes, than a it's week. Been so long. Yeah. You guys had a fun weekend together. Just so our audience knows, Gretchen, our intern, is also Liz's sister. She is, but she's like Liz 2.0. The better version no. of Liz? Yes, absolutely. She always says that, Gretchen. I do. No, she needs to stop saying that. I said it in the Instagram <laughs> post. I was like, she's the cuter, smarter, better, whatever version of me. I think you're both great. Mm. Also, Thank you, Nina. You're welcome. Right she answer. just goes, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Also, for our listeners, Gretchen has, since she was two, called me Bess. Because she um, couldn't say Elizabeth, right? Right, so she tried to say Beth. But she was two and she said Bess. <laughs> so if anyone gets confused when she inevitably says Bess, blah, 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 that is the reason. Yeah, I found it very comical ever since I met you guys in college. I was like, they, your whole family calls you Bess. Like, it's not just Gretchen. <laughs> your mom calls you Bess. Does Dave call you Bess? Yeah. Wait, why does Dave call me? Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I don't think he ever refers to you really as anything. <laughs> that makes me feel really great. Um, <laughs> no, I think he says, I think he alternates between the two. Yeah. Um, my dad doesn't. He calls but me it, the But it just Elizabeth. is so mm. unnatural if anyone outside of our family calls you that. Like, it almost, like, feels like some sort of violation. Like, you, like you're not allowed to. Unless You've had boyfriends like, call me Bess. And it's weird. Yeah. And it's well, you did it. And I don't know how to approach that conversation. I just let it slide. But oh, it like you don't strange. want anybody else to call her best. It's not like it's not allowed. It's <laughs> no. just weird. Got it. Yeah. I would never call you best. Right. <laughs> it's just like not. There's a certain list of people that can do it. Your mom and Gretchen. Yeah. Pretty Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What does Scott call me? Who's Scott? Her boyfriend. Liz. Oh. Liz. I don't think. I don't know if he's ever addressed me by name to my face. I don't know why he would. I don't know. Now this has me thinking about people that don't ever have to say your name. It's kind yeah. of a weird thought. Zach's mom, I never, I don't know, I never know what to call her, so I don't call her anything. You know what? I also feel the same way with Cody's parents because, well, first of all, we call, okay, his mom is, his. her name is Leanne, but everyone calls her Mama Jones for some reason. That's something his brother said like when he was three and now everyone calls her Mama Jones. And then his dad's Wait, is, name... Is her name Jones? Her last name Jones? No. It's Leanne Beebe. Leanne Beebe Boyce. There's no Jones. He just called her Mama Jones. Oh, okay. And then <clears throat> his dad's name is Craig and we call him Ace. So I sometimes am like Ace or Mama Jones and then sometimes I'm like Leanne? Do I say mom now? Like I... That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I never know what to say. What do you call Scott's yes, parents? Yes, I have a select group of people that I just don't call anyone anything. <laughs> just avoid addressing them. Why are we so awkward? Why are we all awkward about this? That's so funny. I challenge all our <laughs> listeners to call people by their correct name. Don't shy away. Just call, say it. Call it out. Be brave. We can, we can all do this. That's really funny. So, Gretchen, tell us a little bit about yourself for our listeners since they currently know zero about you. That's like, so I have to give my elevator pitch about myself. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, recently, just last spring, graduated from Ohio University. Um, I studied communication studies and marketing there, and I loved Athens and had a wonderful time and loved college so much and learning that I decided to go into my master's right away. Um, So I'm currently at Kent State, still studying communication studies, and I'm a teaching assistant here. So I teach the Intro to Human Communication here at Kent, which is basically like public speaking and uh, like introductory communication concepts, which is really fun. And and it's just like interesting because I was just on the other side of that classroom, like being the student. So it's been uh, a really like interesting experience. It's kind of changing roles there, but it's, it's been challenging. I have a year under my belt now, my master's and I'm kind of looking forward to finishing up my degree in the next year and then moving on in my career. So, um, 
I don't know. Is that that's like my professional background? Well, but I don't know if you want me to talk you... more. Like, but I love cats and cooking and wine. <laughs> yeah. and then why don't you give us <laughs> all that good stuff. five like must know secret fun facts about you? Ooh, I'm ready. Um, for the fun stuff. Okay, five. I drink a lot of wine. Solid. So, Perfect yes, for like the I podcast. said with the Wine and Shine podcast, my better role really would be giving you recommendations for wines to be drinking, but because it seems we never like do. you transitioned instead to tea, so I don't know anything about that. I'll just... Right now it's water and shine. Yeah, right now it's water and That's shine. That's so lame. We would, it is so <laughs> Who lame. Who are you? God, we're old. I don't know. The I, thought of drinking alcohol on a Thursday night is like not... I okay, can't. I would love to have a glass of Tito's right now, but I feel like I just went on a run, came back. I haven't eaten. Yeah, you'd be wasted. I <laughs> one glass of Tito's. People are like, "Girl, get on the Tito's," but I don't know. I just gotta gotta drink when it's the right time. Yes, and that means I'm getting old. Yeah. I okay. Think. Fact number two. I love doing makeup. Mm. I don't know. That, actually, I take that back. I don't know that I love doing makeup, but I do makeup a lot. You're good at you it. Know, Your makeup's always girls, on point. Well, I'm not one of those girls that's like Instagram famous and like doing crazy, incredible eyeshadows, like stuff, tutorials and stuff. Yeah. I like, yes. You do a great job with your contouring, though. Your your highlighting and Thank contouring you. and sculpting of your face. As Nina I and I sit here with absolutely no makeup on. Yeah, zero makeup. <laughs> Looking glam. Yeah. All right, number There's three. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I love cats, and I am a crazy cat lady. Probably at, like, way too young of an age. Like, I feel like there's a certain point where it's, like, okay to be a crazy cat lady, and I, like, passed that marker really early. Like, I had two cats by the time I was, like, 21. I feel like, Liz, you love cats as well. But now you've transitioned to dogs. Yeah, you love... I loved cats until I got a dog that loved me unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And my cats crapped all over my floor. <laughs> and were like, I hate you and don't come near I've me. I've never liked cats. Sorry, Gretchen, the cat lover. I've never liked cats. cats. No, no, no. My one cat, Biggie... Is like a dog. Is like a, yes, he's like a dog trapped in a cat's body. Which is like, to me, like the perfect scenario. Because he's fluffy and cute like a little kitty... But he is, like, silly and playful like a dog. So it's the best combination. Mm. See, I tend to think dogs are way cuter than cats. I don't see the cuteness in the cats always. I think people are I'm gonna, offended. I think people... This podcast is over. Gretchen just hung up. <laughs> the call has ended. Maybe it's just because I didn't grow up with cats. We did. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys did. Cookie. Cookie. You Cookie. met Cookie, right? Cookie lived... Rest in peace, Cookie. How long was she alive? Oh, no, my she, mom listens to this and she she's going to start crying. Aww. My mom yeah. is still in mourning Aww. over Cookie. How old was Cookie? Like 20? She was so a old. child. I think, no, I think she was 19. Still. Old. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah, old girl. All right, number four. What are we on? Yeah, four. Uh, yeah, four, but it's so hard to think of fun facts. Four fun facts. I like to cook a lot, but I, honestly, okay. So, like, I will say, like, I love seeing your food posts that you share and the different food bloggers that you follow and have on your show and everything. But I feel like I, I'm too intimidated. I can't do half the recipes. Like, I just keep it simple with, like, do the roasted veggies, yes. grill some meat. Girl, I'm with just you. keep it simple. So that's what I do as well. And I never post any of my pictures on Instagram because I'm like, this is nothing. This is slop compared to what everybody else is making. Yes. I bet you more people need to post their chicken, veggies, and sweet potato pics because then everyone's like, oh, that's easily healthy and I can do that. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed that. So Gretchen and I, that this past weekend, um, her boyfriend, Scott, had a housewarming party and I came up because there was going to be food. So I traveled. Mm, mm-hmm. Also sister. There was also a sister there. <laughs> food and secondary sister. Yeah, and secondarily there was a sister. But we were making, you made your peach mango salsa. Ooh. And we make yeah. guacamole. But I like, we're cutting vegetables and stuff. And I was like, she's like, all right, this is what we need to do. And like, tell me the steps. And I was like, well, I'm not, I don't cut the onion. I'm exact do that. And she's like, oh, 
I make Scott cut the onion. Like both of us refuse to cut onions. <laughs> just because you don't want to cry or just because yeah. you just didn't know how. And I'll cut yes, my hand off. And yeah. I had to cut the damn onion and I had tears <laughs> running down my face within like 30 seconds. And then she I cut a jalapeno horrible. and was like, the air is hot. Oh my gosh. I cut my own <laughs> onions very terribly. Like here's the deal. I'm okay with cutting and doing all of the things myself because I'm just eating it myself. I don't mm-hmm. have to make it look pretty. I don't have to like dice it up a specific way, but it's not photogenic. And I feel like if I served it to people, they would be like, what the hell is this? And then you taste it and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is good. I'm a big fan of the pre-chopped vegetables mm-hmm. at the grocery they store. They are more expensive, but you got to weigh. Do you need I would convenience? eat them if they're chopped. Like yeah. if the onion is chopped, do you have that at your store? Yes, but I at try your store? to be good and I'm trying to like hone in my <laughs> chopping skills. So I just suck it up. What do you right? mean at your store? You get them at the grocery store. Oh, I just thought it was funny. Like Gretch, do you have a Gret, whatever you call her. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have that at your store? Like, it's a very specific store. Well, she doesn't live be here. Like a grocery store near you. <laughs> but I was like, does she own a store? Is there only, is there only one store? Where Gretchen's general store. Gretchen's general. Where you can get all the onions pre-cut. Go now. <laughs> That's all they have is no, if pre-cut it was my store, onions. there would be no pre-cut onions. You wouldn't be able to find that there. That's true. Because you don't cut them <laughs> yeah. yourself. So they wouldn't be there. There. Oh, that's funny. jinx. We're like, um, oh. funny little tidbit right now. Beth, Zach, uh, not Zach, uh, Scott is chopping up jalapenos for the guac right now. And I just thought you would appreciate oh, that. Nice. I, wish I was over eating that guac with you. I love guac. It was good last mm-hmm. weekend. But I'll tell you, you know, the best, not the, I won't say the best because it was all, they're all good in their own ways. The different food that we had at the cookout. Mm-hmm. But because I really did, like, I love potlucks and cook. Really? They just made you laugh. Um, someone brought like a crock pot with sausage, cream cheese, and rotel tomatoes. Mm. Not healthy, you know. But sometimes like the simple stuff like that, that, was, that dip was good. I remember when we used to have family gatherings, there were very specific dishes that family members would bring that would just fill me with so much joy before I went over. I was like... Yes, I get to have that pan of, it was like a taco, it was like a taco chip dip. And I remember, I was like, Uncle Anthony's bringing the taco chip dip. The Fritos are packed. I'm ready. I don't understand. <laughs> like, your mom, you're 100% Italian. Yes. And your mom made us burritos, and you apparently had taco dip. I don't know. Like, we don't go with, we we mix in Italian. We sprinkle in some Italian, but we also bring in all, all, all cultures. cultures. We're a very open Italian family. <laughs> We celebrate all the food. (laughs) All right, Gretchen, the fifth fact. It's got to be a good one. Uh, The pressure's on. It's, no, I'm not, you're putting me on the spot. So it's me a lame one. I'm sorry. I I walk all the time. Mm -hmm. So like, Beth, I was just selling you on these like walking trails that are all over Kent. I think I walk like an average of like 30 miles a week. I swear. Wow. That's when I listen to all my podcasts. It's just, I just zone out. It's nice. Walk for like an hour and a half. Is it I like get all the good stuff. an intentional, like I'm walking for this long or is it like I'm walking while I'm heading to my next destination? No, it's like I'm walking for this long. And a lot of That's it's awesome. too, like we have a dog. So it's like, I've got to walk the dog and yeah. like he needs like a good hour or so of like good exercise. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, like I'm setting aside this amount of time, but no, I, I walk a lot. That's that's my main. I say that that's like my main exercise, but I probably could do a little bit more. I feel like people don't value walking as much as they should because isn't there some saying like if you run yeah. for a half an hour, it's the same as if you walked for a half an hour? I think it's the it distance is. It's, or is it the time? Oh, no, no, no. That's what I'm sorry. That's what I mean. If you walk two miles or run two miles. I forget what it is. There's some saying. Yeah, it's like the same. Yeah, it's, you're still doing the same thing for your body. Like, yeah. and especially if like you're trying to push yourself to run and you're not a runner and you're doing it incorrectly in a way that's like bad form or it's like damaging your body because you're not doing it yeah. well. Like you're better off just walking. Like honestly, you're getting the same benefits. Hmm. I've heard hmm. that you really need to strength train before you run so that your muscles and your body are conditioned for that much of a hard impacting mm-hmm. exercise. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah. There's like a whole thing to how running actually isn't that great for you. 
even though I went on a run today. But I don't do intense runs. Like you, you used to freaking do miles. I did, and I wish I still did. Half marathon. Yeah, <laughs> just a light half marathon. Well, I, I actually was really out of shape when I signed up for that, and I had to train for it. But I used to run like— like in high school, I'd run like seven, eight miles yeah. some days. Yeah. Because like cross country, like you have to run three miles. So you have to run more than that so that three miles like isn't hard. I think whatever your body feels good and responds well to doing is what you should do. You know, like if you <laughs> love walking and it makes you feel great, then you should continue walking. walking. Yeah, I do too. My dog doesn't mm-hmm. like walking anymore. What's up with that? Like why does my dog not like you walking? You sounded like a, like a stand-up comedian. What's up with that? My dog doesn't like walking anymore. I'm just really upset by it. Every time I take him outside, he jumps and scratches at my legs and makes me bring him back in. That's weird. It is. Oh. I don't know. Side note. Well, so your topic today that we think you would be great at sharing with the world that we haven't really talked about is… What it's like to live in one big giant life transition. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you like I know you had a rough summer going into grad school, for instance, because mm-hmm. like you weren't in school yet, and you like kind of were homeless. I homeless isn't like <laughs> just a little bit, just a little homeless. Like didn't have like a set place to live yet. Like, and I know that really messed with you being in a place where you didn't have that stability. So I wondered if you could mm-hmm. talk to us about like how you work through big life transitions and what you have learned from yours. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't even think it was exclusive to just that summer. I think that summer was just really like the real tipping point of like really just being the worst of it. But I think like people that are in college in general, it's a very, very much full of transitions. I mean, and I don't know if it's unique because I was at OU and Athens is kind of a small town. There's not really any like job opportunities there for you to stay after, you know, like you went to college in Columbus and right. You could just so get a you job. Graduated, mm-hmm. Like you could stay in Columbus and find a good career path. But in mm-hmm. Athens, like, it's kind of like, you know, this is just going to be a four year temporary thing. So it'd be like, you know, I have my, I'm there over the semesters for school, but every summer I'd be like, okay, where am I living for the summer? What am I doing now? And so I kind of was used to this, you know, every few months or so having to figure out like, okay, what am I doing? But that summer between my graduation from undergrad and then into going to grad school was just rough because, I mean, I took the big leap of like living in in Chicago for the summer, which I, in my mind, planning ahead was supposed to be like a fun, you know, kind of summer retreat before I got started and and really dove into grad school, but it ended up being really chaotic and just kind of knowing like even going into grad school, you have the understanding of like, okay, this is only a two-year program. So this even is just a really temporary phase. And like after that, then like what's next? And it really was overwhelming for me, like, because I'm a person that very much likes routine and I like stability. I thrive when I kind of have a set schedule going for myself. And so when you don't even know where you're going to be, like, three months from now, like, it it can really just, it adds so much stress. And it it just, it takes away every sort of focus that you have on on what you're doing. So the biggest thing that I have been able... (laughs) to kind of get myself going through these times is just like staying mindful and like keeping the perspective of like, I may not know where I am going or what my life is going to look like in the next even year from now. But as long as I'm still moving forward, as long as each day, like I'm staying focused on what I'm doing in my life right now, And I'm trying to stay mindful that I'm being the best that I can be and and taking opportunities as they come. That's the best I can do. The rest is kind of out of your control and you just Mm -hmm. have to kind of trust that things will work out as they do, which for me, like that, that was very stressful. I I don't like to think that I'm a person that is highly controlling. You know, I'm, I'm actually fairly laid back, but again, I just, I like stability You know, like I like to at least know kind of a general idea of how things are going. So kind of having to accept that, you know, letting go of that control and kind of giving that uh, 
freedom to just let things kind of ride out as they will, I think is the biggest thing (laughs) that you can do during this time. And that's kind of what I've had to figure out over the past year or so. And I say that. I feel like I'm the opposite, not the opposite, but I feel like I have always really tried to control my future which I think is why I'm anxious mm-hmm. 100% of the time. You always, you've always I've had always very specific time points for when things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to get married now, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to do this, and mm-hmm. then I'm going to buy a house, and then I'm going to whatever. Yeah, and look at how all of that is banned. You did? Like, I got married. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, I'm employed. <laughs> yeah, you are employed. I'm employed. <laughs> but, like— I mean, I'm thinking some of like at one point I was like, I'm going to go back to school for early childhood education. I said that when I was your age, Gretchen. I was going to go back. Mm-hmm. I was going to get my teaching license and I was just going to go be a teacher. That might just be unique to me. And that like when I tried to control things too much, like they never ended up panning out because I was too far in the future mm-hmm. and I wasn't focusing on the present. Well, and there's no way we can control all of that. I think, Gretchen, that the way you're viewing it is seriously so healthy, mature beyond your years because I know a lot (laughs) of people in the same position that are just like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, you know? And that's just it. Like, that's where it stops. And I think the idea of just really allowing like the future is going to happen. And when opportunities come my way, I'm going to take them. And you can have kind of a tentative plan for where you want to go, but just being willing to kind of, let the control off your back and just go with the flow is super, super helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, because that's the thing is like, honestly, like I think of like, where am I going to be in a year? And I can't tell you. And I think that's not just unique to me. You mm-hmm. know, obviously I'm kind of at that age where like you are kind of getting your career started and you're figuring out adulthood and life. And so I think that there are more of these major transitions during this phase, but that's certainly not unique to this time period in your life. Any moment in your lifetime, there's going to be uncertainty and you're going to go through changes and you can't always foresee the future. So, I mean, I think that the, the sooner you understand kind of that, accept that concept, the better off you are. Yeah, because the more that we try and fit everything into this tiny box and control and manipulate what we want to happen, the more unhappy we become. Because mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is we can't really control what the outcome is going to be. I mean, we can force it as much as we can force it. But then when things don't go your way, then it's like you blame yourself or what did I do wrong or what am I, you know, what's wrong with me? And really, like, you've done all you can do. I'm trying to think of, like, other big life transitions that people—I mean, I feel like even— People that have kids, like, that's another one. Like, that's, like, your life will never be the same after that or, you know. Well, and it brings about changes that you you can plan as much as you can possibly try to to start a family or embark on a new career path. But there are just going to be challenges and situations that you don't foresee that come up. And you can prepare as much as you want for that. But sometimes you just have to just... Take it on as it comes, which I think, like like I said, for people that, you know, like, like yourself best, that really are very controlling and, and like to have things planned out as best they can, like, that's a really scary thought of, like, not being able to see things before they happen. But I think it's just kind of inevitable. Like, were there situations before where you weren't as present as you are now, where you were, like, maybe more in my camp and, like, let it get to you? Oh, Definitely. Yeah, actually, and, and very, very recently, too. So I make it sound like, you know, I've I've had this figured out for a while. But this is actually a very recent revelation that I've had just kind of like loosening up. So I would say even um, going into grad school, I the whole reason why I wanted to go into grad school was because in my undergrad, I had an amazing educational experience. I had the opportunity to work with some incredible professors and scholars and, and, and do some really neat research. And I just felt really passionate about it. Like I loved learning and I really liked the idea of going into academia. And so I had told myself, you know, my final year of college, you know, I applied for these assistantships for grad school and I'm like, you know, I'm going to get my master's and then I'm going to go straight into my doctorate and I'm going to teach at the university level and I'm going to do academic research because this is what I love. You had the plan. exactly what I'm going to do. I had this plan set for myself. Well, come first semester of your master's program, as I'm sure many master's students 
and people in grad school right off the bat can tell you it can be a bit overwhelming, especially in my situation, I was taking full course load and then also teaching three classes with (laughs) no teaching experience whatsoever. I was just kind of thrown into it. But as overwhelming as that experience was, I'm very thankful because it it showed me like the experience of actually being in the classroom with students and seeing, getting a bit of a taste of what that actual life of being in academia looks like. I realized I was like, hold up. No, no, this is not what I want at all. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, this is just not what I thought it was going to be. I don't think that this is my best fit. I don't feel like I'm thriving any of this. And so just that whole semester was a really, really tumultuous and stressful time for me as I kind of came to terms with the fact that like this grand plan that I had for myself, I, you know, isn't really going to work out the way that I thought it was. And, and, you know, it takes time. There were a lot of other kind of small changes in my life over the past several months of just like getting used to the program and kind of exploring other options and you know, I've had a lot of personal growth that has really helped me kind of come to terms with that and and be open-minded enough to like be open to the uncertainty that lies ahead of me. But certainly like just even that whole coming to terms with the fact that like my plan was not working out. It was, it was very difficult, very challenging mm-hmm. for me. Well, I think you hit it on the head, you know, when you're like people, when that happens, when that situation happens, when you have created this plan and you get there and you're like, wait, nope. Like mm-hmm. what you do mm-hmm. is go, I'm a failure. Right. Like I messed up. Yep. Like if yep. I would have done X, Y, Z better or different. Or why I, don't I like this? Right. Let's, that yeah. I would be feeling different about this. But I think our lives are just a series of choosing a path, whatever it is for the moment, whatever yep. goal we have set in front of us. And then something in it, there will always be a fork. Like there will always be some kind of decision that you have to make that'll either take you further down that path or somewhere else. And then once you get, if even if you go further down the path you intended, there'll be another choice. Yeah, like, Our definitely. lives aren't linear. They're always going to have these shifts where we have to make big decisions. And that's, I think, where we feel friction and tension. I think that even I'm in a transitional period right now and what's been helping me. Back to school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, doing the (laughs) certificate and everything. Mm -hmm. And just my whole life, my entire life has always been about music, singing, teaching music. And now all of a sudden there's this other side of me that's really lighting me up. And now I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on? I've spent all of these years, literally since like I could speak, like singing and practicing music and teaching. And all of a sudden, it's like there's this new direction that I've been going down. And it makes you think, did like, is all of this that I've done prior to now a waste? It's like, absolutely not. Because everything Mm -hmm. you hit on your path has been there to teach you and to help you grow for some reason. And so I'm thinking like all of my years of teaching, all of my years of like working with students, all of these things that I've been doing, well, that's just going to help me grow if I decide to take my life down this health coaching path. And when you were talking about you had this plan for yourself and then you started teaching at the college and you realized this isn't for me. Well, if you never would have done that, then you always would have wondered, you always would have wondered. And you also might, if you never would have done it and then you had gone into it for your career and realized it wasn't something where you were passionate about, you know, and then you had to, you, it would have come up at some point, you know, we always have to, to run up against the wall at some point so that we can be redirected to where we're really supposed to go. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I think also like trying to, like you said, look at those experiences and never look back at them on regret or be like, oh, I made the wrong decision in in going this direction with my life or, you know, that wasn't the right fit. I wish I had done something else. I don't think that that's the best approach to have because like even me right now with like, yeah, I'm not going the direction that I anticipated with grad school and, and maybe it's not exactly what I expected but there have been some experiences that have been so fulfilling and so mm-hmm. impactful in my life that I did not foresee happening at all. So being here the past year, like there has been, has been so much change in my life that I did not anticipate, but it's been, I would argue, even better than what I had had planned for myself. That always happens. Because you so couldn't it, plan it, for it. You that, didn't know. That always no, happens. Exactly. 
and so I think just you never you never can look at things and say, well, I wish I hadn't done so and so. You have to take a step back and say, well, I hadn't done this, you know, exactly. This and this would not have happened. Like it, it all happens I, for a reason, you know. I, I truly do kind of believe that. I 100% believe that. The universe. I believe it more now than I ever have that everything happens for a reason. Even the the, the shittiest times we've ever been through, when you look at it after the fact, you're like, wow, I grew as a person. person, I came out of that learning more about myself. Um, If you would have never gone through the darkest parts of your life that you've gone through, you would never be who you are today. So I was listening to the Yoga Girls podcast. Liz, remember when we listened to her on the way home from the Good Is she actually the Yoga Girl? Her name is Yoga Girl. Okay. It sounds like— Rachel Rachel Brathen? Rachel Bratton? She's really popular on Instagram. For people that don't know, um, (laughs) I am not the lead in um, choosing guests. I mean, sometimes I am. Yeah. But when I'm not, like— Nina will try to explain who the person is. Like, oh, it's the girl that does astrology, blah, blah. Her name's Stars in the Sky. That's her <laughs> blog or whatever. And I'll be like, oh, horoscope girl. Like, yeah. that's everyone's like so-and-so girl or— Yeah, Liz is like, oh, is that the vegetable name? Oh, is that is that— First of all, everyone is a vegetable. Everybody is a vegetable. You're right. There's, on Instagram. Their name like, has a vegetable It has in a it. vegetable in it, and I can't keep them— separate there's because there's only a limited number of vegetables wait wait i don't understand <laughs> everyone has a yeah <laughs> like please give me an example like she be killing it <laughs> who was on our podcast who was on our podcast two weeks ago um party my plant <laughs> who is going to be on the podcast in the fall fingers yeah. crossed peace love whole foods that's not really a vegetable that's just whole foods yes oh my gosh but there's so more there's so more there's um shut <laughs> the kale up. shut the that. kale up yep <laughs> yep See, but you see why I can't keep them straight. I'm like, what? Which vegetable? Cucumber in my eyeball? <laughs> Homo sapien. Homo sapien. <laughs> Cucumber in my eyeball. That sounds unpleasant. I you should know. make that your Instagram name. It should be. But you're never on Instagram, so. Hey. Have <laughs> you've I? Been, you've been. I, I yes. Been I better. take that back. You've been so much better at Instagram. You've been posting away. Like, I have like three posts in the last probably two weeks. Look at you. It's big for me. I love it. Um, But we digress. (laughs) Back to Yoga Girl. She said something about how you need to balance putting in the hard work and the planning with the mindfulness and meditation. So she said there was one point in her life where she moved from Sweden. I think she was in Aruba. I think that's where she moved to. And she was just taking it as it comes. Like the universe is in control. I'm just going to meditate and journal on it every day, all day. But at one point that didn't really work anymore because then you're getting all of this like energy and you're trusting in the universe to, to control things for you. But you also you're have to doing put anything. in the human work a little mm-hmm. bit because you are still a human on this earth. So you have to put in that work. So then she found that putting in the balance of, I'm going to give this to the universe. I'm going to listen to whatever comes my way. I'm going to try and listen to the callings of my soul, but I'm also going to put in the time that I need to get to where I want to go. It was like this magic. I don't want to say like the magic. No, but it's a bad. Any being on the spectrum, like one end of like planning and planning and planning and not living, which I think is how I live my life. I skew that way where I'm like, I'm going to make all these plans, but am I going to act on them? No, I'm just going to write down all the things I'm going to do. Or in the opposite sense, like I'm just going to be free and live life and see if a plan finds me, like mm-hmm. neither one of those are helpful. You don't move forward in it's any It's like yin scenario. and yang. You can't, yeah. you can't have one and not the other. We have to be balanced in our lives for things to go the way that we want to. I think our whole life is about trying to find balance. I don't necessarily think we're ever 100% in it, but that's why we're here. You've solved the universe's main for, question. Why are we here? For balance. any of you, for any of you that have been wondering the purpose of life, it's balance. It's to find balance. <laughs> I need actu- to fix it. I actually think it's to discover our happiness again. I, I honestly really believe that the reason that we're here is to remember our happiness and to remember why we're so amazing. Yeah. And I think in moments of transition, I'm always like when I get really down on myself. I know it's really morbid, but I just think about how life like is so short yeah. and that your transition or your problem or whatever the issue is at the moment, like you look at the span of like 
80, 90 years. It's not really that long a time. So I try to, when I'm feeling super low, that's my very depressing way to put in perspective. I'm like, well, I'm going to die one day. We're all just going to be dead. (laughs) When you look back on your life, what were you really (laughs) excited for? And what do you really wish you wouldn't have worried about? That's the positive spin. I'm just like, I'm going to (laughs) die. I don't, did I ever tell you about my poolside story? One day, it was about four years ago, and I was sitting at the pool, and school had just ended. I was newly on summer break. I've never told you. I was, I had this revelation. Like, I was sitting at the pool, and I had just finished. I'm always really busy. I hate the word busy, but I'm very, my schedule is very active in the spring during the school year. Got a lot of concerts, got contests, got lots of things happening. And I remember, this was again four years ago, I was so stressed about it. Like, I would get sick after I would be done with all of my concerts and all of the competitions. I would, my body would just break down because I was so stressed about it. And anyway, so then all of a sudden I'm sitting here, everything's said and done and I'm at the pool and it's a beautiful sunny day. And I'm like, you know what? Like now that it's all over, why in the world did I cause so much stress about things that don't even really matter? Like if you're doing your best and you're having the best intentions to whatever work you're doing or whatever situation you're in, like what's the point of beating yourself up and getting worried about Because it moment. all gets done anyway. Yeah. That was my thing in college. Mm-hmm. Like the moments are fleeting. Yeah. They're going to leave. Why Why should we stress so much? That was our motto. We always said that when we it were stressed. It always gets done. It always gets done. The homework always gets done. The test always gets turned in. Before we don't you know, know how, it, but it does. Before you know it, the stressful moment is over and you're you're fine again. <laughs> like, Well, and again, going back to like those bigger schemes of things, like how often do you remember what grade you got on that exam that you had that you were so stressed about? Like how often, like do those things really matter in the larger picture? Like you've accomplished them, you get through it, you move on. You're not going to remember those specific little stressors that you had going on in that time. And it's so hard to remember that in the moment. I've been trying to catch myself now. That's what I think I'm doing because we're human. It's going to happen. When you're in a stressful situation, it's just your body's biology. It's going to react in that way. I think it's just being mindful of it, recognizing it for what it is, and accepting the fact that like we're human and this happens, but then taking that step back and saying, okay, there's a different way for me to think about it. So speaking of stress, I'll put this in the show notes, but there is a TED talk on that someone sent me on stress and how it's not all that bad. Mm, Interesting. Yeah, I know. And she said that she used to like preach that stress was a really bad thing. It's just what you said just made me think about it. Yeah. And that they did like a study of people that were really, had really, really stressful lives and jobs Mm. and had high amounts of stress And I'm going to sum this up really poorly, but basically in the people that thought stress was bad for them, those like they followed them out like five years, like that, that group had the highest number of people that had died. Is it, are you going with this is, it's the way we think about the stress? Yeah. 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 And it's a really interesting TED talk about how like having that adrenaline, that there's actually a part of stress that helps us build human connection better and community better because like the chemicals that are released as, as part of the stress process, like has some other useful applications. So it's all about how you view it. I don't know if that was related in any way. No, I believe that 100%. And I think it is related because if you're, if you're stressing like, Oh my God, I'm so stressed. I'm so anxious. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I think we always talk about this. It's all about like positivity and trying to view things in a healthier way Mm -hmm. so well because your body reacts your brain is connected to all all of the things (laughs) all it's the nervous system (laughs) guys that is a scientific definition please write it down the brain is connected to To all of the the things things. but it does like the the way you think is the way your body is going to react to those thoughts so i Mm -hmm. 100 agree well gretchen i think you sound like you're thinking really positively I'm trying. It's, it's always, it's, it's always a journey. You have to get there. And of course I have my moments like who doesn't I, I, like my, my finals week where I would convince myself that I was going to flunk out of grad school. Yeah. And then you got like, like all you, know, A's. you get caught up. You do that. You're like, yes, Oh my gosh, you I'm going to get all F's. You got like all A's. That's like you too, Liz. I you know. both have that. It's just, again, it's, you just get caught up in those moments, but I, I don't think anyone is ever perfect at it, but it's again, just 
trying to make that effort to be mindful and, and, you know, look at the bigger picture. (laughs) So what are some things you've done for specifically like in these transitional phases, now that you've said you've had your revelation, what are some things you've done that have helped you to keep, to keep this thought process up? Well, I think one of the biggest things, and I'm not trying to like butter you guys up, but it is kind of surrounding yourself with people who have that similar mindset. And so for me, I mean, it's a small thing, but like listening to the podcast, that's really basic. I know, I know, I know. I'm trying to put it up, I swear. You don't have to <laughs> like say that. My heart just exploded and leapt out of my chest. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. I told you, like, I had I know. this whole, yeah. like, super cheese conversation with Bess when we were, like, driving to Michigan where I felt like I was just sucking up to her. But I genuinely do, like, it's things like hearing these thoughts and people that are going through similar experiences and kind of the way that they're handling it and the mindset they have that builds that up where it's, it kind of ex- not only exposes you to like different techniques and yeah. ways that you can go about handling these transitions or whatever stress you might have in your life. But then it's also just like knowing like you're not alone in that. Mm-hmm. And just like, we kind of talk about all the time, like having a tribe of people that are very like-minded. It, it just, it's all about surrounding yourself with people that can model that to you and give you the support to get through it. So for me, like, I think a big part of this that has been really helpful in this transition, I think part of the reason why my transition between my undergrad and my master's program was so difficult was because I didn't really have a strong community around me. I didn't have, Mm -hmm. I mean, not that I didn't have people that love and care about me and I certainly did, but it wasn't, the kind of support and mindfulness that I needed from the people around me. And throughout this year, like I, that has changed. And I, I have found outlets of people that have been really inspiring and and motivating to me and, and have really pushed me to grow in, in that way. So I think that's been one of the biggest differences, you know, in these points in my life. So I think just definitely like surrounding yourself with people that are sharing that same message and and sharing those same goals and keeping you on track and moving forward. That's one of the biggest keys. I completely agree with that statement. I've been over here like containing my excitement for what you're (laughs) saying because I think Liz, I feel like we both have found the same sort of tribe and people that have the same mindset as us in the past like couple of years. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of shocking to me. I just didn't know that there was a better way to think about things. Or I just didn't know that there was this sense of calm and peace that lived inside of me that I could access at any time. And it wasn't until I was surrounded, like you said, with people who were going through the same situations as me, but also looking at them in a more positive light that I felt like I could do that too. Yeah. And now... Mm-hmm. I can completely tell a difference when I'm with a group of people who are thinking positively and have, I don't know, the same goals and mindset as I do. And when I'm surrounded by people that don't. Yeah. And I don't like the feeling when I'm not. <laughs> well, I think Zach and I have talked recently about like the people that have made their way into our lives, even like the past year, year and a half, you kind of shed those like, oh, yeah, we met at that one party in college and that was cool. Like, those aren't the people that you, that we talk to on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. We now have, like, people that we can have really, we can talk to about our problems or we can talk to about our successes because the relationship is so much stronger and deeper. So as we've gotten older, like, I've noticed we've shed a lot of the superficial kind of relationships that we've had in our lives. Mm -hmm. So... You find your tribe. Quality, not quantity. Very true. With the friends. But if quality comes with it, that's good too. Right, yeah. Yeah. Quality and quantity. Lots of the good quality. (laughs) Do you have anything else you want to share with our listeners, Gretchen? I mean, nothing particularly insightful. I feel like I'm really happy that we kind of touched on these kind of life transitions because I feel like that's a conversation that I could hear people talk about for hours and hours and hours because I just connect to it so much. Um, but no, I just, I'm really excited to help you guys out with this. Yay. I'm really excited to hear 
thoughts of, you know, your listeners and everything. I think it's going to be a really fun journey and I'm really excited for it. I'm, I'm really glad that you guys asked me to help out. You know, the, the worst thing guys. is it was totally Nina's idea. And <laughs> I was, was like, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> I've said it like a hundred times this week. I was like, why didn't I think of this sooner? All of a sudden I was like, what about that would be really good at, at helping us out with the podcast? Your sister, because she's brilliant and amazing. And Liz was like, oh yeah, I'll ask her. And also I have to say, I thought this podcast conversation was so wonderful. Organic and great. Yeah. yeah. I really felt like, and I know, and I'm just going to put you on blast. You said you were a little bit nervous to come on. You're like, what am I, what do I have to say? I Man, I think that I got so much out of your conversation. I was getting a lot of helpful information that was filling me up with all the positive vibes. So thank you so much for coming. I on. get it all the time when I talk to her. So. I need to talk to Gretchen more. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> well, listeners, if you want to hear more from the wonderful Gretchen, make sure that you are checking out the Wine and Shine blog because she is going now. to, it is active. <laughs> she is going to be one of our contributors and I can't wait to see what she's going to write. All right, sister. Well, thanks for chatting with us. I'm so glad I got to talk to you guys. I'm excited to work on the blog and, and do this thing. Yeah. Us too. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. 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 Hey, Wine and Shiners. We really hope that you enjoyed that episode with Liz's wonderful sister, Gretchen, and our new intern and co-blog writer. I thought that it was such a wonderful conversation. And for those of you that are in a transition right now, I hope that you found something helpful out of it and that maybe you have a couple new tricks in your tool bag that you can pull out when you're going through a difficult time. And honestly, we all go through transitions throughout our entire life. So I think it's a good refresher and a good reminder that we're not alone when it comes to those times. And they're there for a reason. They're there to lead and propel us forward into a new and more positive direction for our life. Also, she just sent me this picture of guacamole and Corona. Oh my gosh. So she's my person. She, I wish I was there drinking a Corona and eating that guacamole with her. Homemade, might I add. Yeah. I'm pretty sure her boyfriend made it, but that's cool. (laughs) Go Scott. Um, All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for this week. We can't wait to chat with you next Monday. And until then, bye. See ya.